You're listening to Innovating Smart, stories of sustainability for tomorrow's innovators. Explore all of our stories at innovatingsmart.org. What is smart? Smart is system savvy, managed intelligently, adaptive, regenerative, and trusted. These are our design principles for a sustainable world. Hi, my name is Natalie Forsyth. My background is in art and education, and I am passionate about helping to advance sustainable change. Today we are speaking with Asim Das, CEO and founder of WorldCentric, a company that makes biocompostable food service products. My name is Asim Das. I'm the CEO and founder of WorldCentric. We are based out of Palo Alto, California. Uh, what we do as a company is we provide compostable products which replace styrofoam and plastic. These products are made from corn, wheat straw, and sugarcane. So these are annually renewable resources as opposed to the petroleum-based plastics and styrofoam. Um, the reason we're doing this is because uh, we want to use a resource which is annually renewable as opposed to a resource which is not renewable, and as well as the toxicity and pollution which is caused by extraction of the oil, refining it, and then making the end product. And lastly, but not the least, the pollution caused in the, disposable, in the disposal of these plastic and styrofoam products. Uh, these products do not degrade in the environment and last in the environment for many, many, many years. And we, as we all know, there's a lot of plastic accumulating not only on, in the land, in our streams, but also in the oceans. And we have uh, large amounts of plastic in the Pacific Garbage Patch and other four or five other areas identified around the world oceans where there's a huge amount of plastic circulating in the water. So our products essentially are coming from plants and they, when composted, will break down and convert back into rich soil, which can be used to grow the plants again. That's really wonderful work. Thanks so much for joining us here today, Asim. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about the structure of your business and how it's evolved over time. Yeah, so we, we are we are kind of unique uh, business in the sense that we started as a nonprofit with a mission to raise awareness raise awareness about environmental and social issues. And as a way to support that mission, we started to sell these compostable products. And the business grew organically over time. And what we found was that we were spending a lot of time supporting the business as opposed to the initial work. Uh, related to educating about social and environmental issues. So at some point, we thought that it might make sense for us to convert to a for-profit. Um, the, the one of the reasons where there was some hesitation in converting to a for-profit is whether we would be able to maintain our values and our mission as we went from a non-profit to a for-profit status because the normal perception is that when you become a business, then essentially you're beholder, or you're beholden to your stakeholders, and all what you care about is the financial returns and the social and the environmental returns uh, are not that important because as a business you need to grow by a certain amount and be able to make money for your shareholders, but. What we have done so far is that we have managed to grow slowly, 
So we have not grown as fast as we would be able to grow if, for example, we had taken money from funders or private equity firms. So we are basically self-supporting, self-supported at this point in time. And what that has allowed us to do is to kind of maintain our social and environmental values in, in, in the way we run the business. So some of the things, for example, we do, we are carbon neutral. That means all our products uh, from raw materials to manufacturing to transport to final delivery, uh, all the carbon for emitted during that process has been offset and we planted over 175 carbon trees in 2009 and 2010. Uh, we give 25% of our profits to grassroots social and environmental organizations. Uh, we try to to give discounts, or we do give discounts to schools and nonprofits. We provide five compartment school trays to schools at essentially at cost. So there are some of these things which we are doing uh, as a business, which kind of further the social and environmental good we can bring to the world, in addition to the products which are good for the environment to begin with. So, sounds, like then, a, sounds like a very innovative business model. What have been the challenges along the way to maintain the values? Could you maybe tell us a short story that would show the journey that you've been on from well, the nonprofit to the for-profit? Well, so so the challenge challenge uh, the challenge. Well, that's a good question, Natalie. So I'm I'm thinking what to what to say here. Um, I think the challenge. The, the main challenge is always when you're running a business is how do you kind of maintain the values or the mission which you started out with. And, and the question is, is this business about financial returns or is it about doing good in the world? And so often what you know, I've found is that you get caught up in, in this, well, we need to make more sales or we need to grow our business because... I mean, it's good, for, it's good what we are doing, but, but it's, the, it's kind of the thinking behind why you're doing it. So one thinking could be, hey, I want to increase sales because, hey, we're going to make X amount of money. And the other thinking could be, hey, I want to increase sales because that's going to replace or displace X amounts of styrofoam and X amounts of plastic and will stop the pollution, uh, which is going into the environment. So it's the thinking behind why you're doing certain things. It sounds like you're really creating a great example for other businesses to look to about how to incorporate uh, ethic around sustainability and regenerative design into whatever business you're doing. Thank you for doing that. I, I genuinely appreciate it. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a challenge to keep that mission and those values kind of alive in, as you run your business on a day-to-day -day basis because... Uh, as a business, there's competition, uh, there is, uh, you know, pressures, resource pressures, and so often you might be uh, tempted to take uh, a different path or forget about the values which you, you brought you there. So it's kind of important to keep that in the forefront at all times. So. Absolutely. What's up next for you? So, so we are currently using... Uh, you know, plant-based materials, and some of these plant-based materials are agri actually agricultural waste. They come from uh, sugarcane after the juice has been taken out, or the wheat straw fiber after the wheat's been threshed. Uh, but our current production happens uh, in Asia mostly, and so 
what we've been doing is we've been doing some materials research to look at agriculture waste, which is available in California, and that we can use the waste here locally to make products, similar products, and basically make them here as opposed to getting them from, from Asia. So that is, is kind of good in the sense that it reduces the environmental impact and it also, uh, in, in, in terms of the carbon footprint and transporting the products, and as well as gives us a much better uh, overview of their supply chain. So currently, for example, we, though even though we do uh, labor audits with the factories in China and we do food safety audits, uh, it's not the same thing as being able to kind of oversee the whole supply chain and make sure that each step of the way you're doing the right thing. Yeah? So, the, you know, you're paying the right price, the workers in your factories are treated well, you're using renewable energy. Uh, so that's kind of what we are hoping to do, where we are hoping to kind of essentially have a very sustainable supply chain all the way from raw materials to the final product. Yeah. It's very complex when you really start to look at all the different pieces, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is. Uh, and and, it, and that is kind of the interesting and challenging part as well, because uh, if you're doing kind of the same thing over and over again, then it gets boring after a while. So, so and then that's one, one of the kind of the challenging aspects of running a business and trying to push the envelope is, is, is that it, it, is, it is challenging and it keeps it very interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. What are some of the other challenges that you face as a sustainability-driven innovator? Well, so, well, in our business, one of the main challenges is, is obviously, and it probably it's true for all businesses, competition. So we are competing against traditional plastics and styrofoam, and... And often our products are disposables and they're seen as commodity products. And so we are always faced with pricing pressures uh, because plastic and styrofoam is very cheap. And, and, and people, even though they won't want to do the right thing, it, it invariably comes down to price. So... And, and I think that's kind of one of the issues with environmental or green products in general, where they don't have a widespread adoption uh, because it's, it's the pricing issue. People want to do the right thing, but they don't want to pay more. So for us as a company, what we are striving to do is to see if we can bring products to market which are sustainable and environmentally good, but at a cheaper or the same price points of plastic and styrofoam. Absolutely. What are you learning in this whole process? Well, um, as I mentioned earlier, I think uh, one of the things which is which has stood out is this this kind of the idea of keeping your mission alive uh, as you run the business on a day to day basis, because it it becomes it. It is. It's easy to get. It's easy to get kind of sidetracked in terms of why you're doing. Why are you doing this thing? Yeah. 
is it, is it just because hey, you started to do this and it's a good business and I'm just going to keep on doing it and growing it? Or, or is it that you really are wanting to make a difference in the world? And so, so I think kind of just keeping that at the forefront is, is something which is very important. And, and, and learning how to do that, that's, you know, that's a challenge. Yeah. Indeed. Do you have any wisdom you'd like to pass on or perhaps a question you'd like to pose to tomorrow's innovators and entrepreneurs? Yeah, I, I think what I would say is, uh, is kind of define the reason you're doing what you want to do. Is, and coming back again to the same point I was saying, is it you're wanting to do this because it's, uh, you're just doing it for, for the money or are you really wanting to do it because it's going to do some good in the world? So I think if, especially in the sustainability world, uh, that people need to, or our whole kind of economy and industry needs to move to the point where things are done for the good, both the environment and then the social good, as opposed to just the financial good. Asim, thank you so much for speaking with us today. It's really been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Okay. Hope you have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thanks to Asim for talking with us today. Visit WorldCentric at worldcentric.org. I am Natalie Forsyth. This story was produced by myself and by Alex Kawashima and Christopher Gonzalez and directed by Sue Lee Beck with music courtesy of Triplexity. With support from Plant Trust, Preservation of Land for Agricultural Needs, Sustainovation, Business for the World We Share, Silicon Valley Innovation Associates, and Starnet. Harnessing the power of partnership. This has been Innovating Smart, bringing you stories of sustainability for tomorrow's innovators. Explore all of our stories at innovatingsmart.org.